Harrison Bloom completed his MDiv at HDS in 2012, when the BMI was just getting started. You might rephrase that. He completed his, he was doing his MDiv in the years before, and he was a key player in getting the, the BMI started and taking the shape that he did. I'll just say knowing Harrison and his imagination about what possible Buddhist ministries might look like was a real learning experience for me. To say, oh, that's, that is a vision of the future that I hadn't imagined before. So Harrison uh, has worked as a chaplain in medical, psychiatric, and university settings. Uh, he has done things about embodied ministry, I know uh, very much and has been a director of religious and spiritual life at Amherst College since 2018, one of a very small number of Buddhists to hold such a role. He mainly practices and has trained with, within the insight meditation tradition of Theravada Buddhism. So with that, turn it over to Harrison. Thank you so much, Charlie. And um, hello, everyone. Um, I'm just gonna, since I'm the first Zoom speaker, can I have confirmation that you can hear me well if you're in the room? Yes. Yeah, the thumbs up. Great. Excellent. Um, I will ad lib and just say I was a little disappointed with the mention of, mention of your book in progress, Charlie, that it's not some title like Buddhist Wisdom I Learned from My Children, because those are some of the my favorite stories studying with you, but maybe that's after this one. Six of one, half dozen another. <clears throat> Excellent. Um, well, I'm just going to speak for a few minutes, as will the others on Zoom, and um, I'm going to offer some remarks about... Um, a question, what did I take with me from my time at HDS and the Buddhist Ministry Initiative, and how have I tried to use that to impact the world? Quite, quite a large question. Um, um, two, two answers come to my mind, um, two learnings um, of what I took with me, other than seeing Bhante Kusala's smile, which was a very positive uh, experience for me, and, and you'll all be treated to that soon. The first takeaway or significant experience, um, the message that we each have a degree of appropriate agency to shape the evolution of Western Buddhism and its ministry. We are allowed to create it, not just study it. I felt that, um, I learned that at HDS. And secondly, that we can and we should draw from a wide range of disciplines and toward different applications in doing this uh, study and creation of, of Buddhist ministry. So on the, on the wide range of disciplines, it, it was a reason why I chose to go to Harvard and not Naropa. Naropa to me might have been more of a Buddhist immersive experience, but not, um, not the multi-religious environment that you spoke to, Charlie, and that I so embrace and benefited from. So for me, that included courses on feminism in the yard, on counseling, on race and racism, on US and its prison system, on organizing and social change at the Kennedy School with Marshall Gans, on spirituality and medicine, cross-listed with the medical school. Um, and how wonderful that I could study so broadly to um, explore and use imagination toward what is Buddhist ministry. Um, and just before I, I give a few examples of how that manifested for me, I'll say what many of you know or are experiencing now if you're students. Um, Yes, amazing courses, amazing professors, wonderful staff. I see Dudley Rose is here. Um, and field education, crucial. And also this other piece, the kind of special sauce of the students that this program attracted, um, that we were 
as it were, each other's living texts, that we were in conversations with each other and really forming each other. Like, why are you here? What are your vocational horizons? Where is your curiosity? How does your personal life, your practice life, your scholarly life intersect? Um, and in this way, I really felt that um, more than anything you could read about in a course catalog or a brochure, there was this combined um, environment where we could be formed and help form each other as holistic and integrated Buddhist ministers, ministers of the mind, of the heart, of the spirit, of the community. And so just for another few minutes, I'll put, uh, as, as was spoken of earlier, I'll put pride to the side if I can and shyness and just lift up some of my work, not to say I did it especially well, but as examples of what the Buddhist ministry initiative helped me become a vector toward or experiment with. So just a couple of those examples um, for me are Occupy. Occupy Boston and the Occupy movement was happening when I was a student and several of us from many different denominations, including Buddhism or traditions, were taking turns sleeping at the encampment in Boston being, as we were calling ourselves, protest chaplains. One of my classmates, Grace Egbert, has a film freely available on Vimeo, I commend it to you, um, called Holy Mess. I forget the subtitle, but it's about 15 minutes looking at mostly HDS chaplains and how they showed up overnight and, and during the days at this um, protest encampment. So, so maybe that could be Buddhist ministry, like you were talking about, Professor Hallisey, a full service religion. Maybe Buddhist ministers can also be people providing pastoral care at protests. Um, you mentioned embodied work that I've done, and I love that, um, doing less these days. But before, during, and after I was a student at HDS, I was a dancer, and I love dance as a form of spiritual expression. And I think in many ways from classroom conversations to um, to mentoring and support, mentoring, uh, faculty mentoring outside the classroom was huge for me. I see um, in addition, um, Professor Gatsun Halsey, Cheryl Giles and Christopher Linner here, which is wonderful tonight. Um, so that's just all to say that um, I thought maybe, maybe a Buddhist could also be a dancer or someone who publishes about dance and, and my BMI training was helpful and, and helping me dip my toes in and even after a dozen rejections from publishers getting that approval and publishing an anthology about Buddhism and dance in the West. Um, so maybe Buddhist ministry is also about dancing. Um, for some of the years when I worked as a mindfulness teacher among part of my chaplaincy work with um, adolescent acute mental health patients, um, even though I never felt called to do a PhD, I love research, I love citations, I love data. So pursuing publication of mindfulness research, it was really hard for me. There was another probably dozen rejections there on that article, which finally got published about mindfulness meditation, lowering state anxiety in these adolescent uh, mental health patients. Um, so maybe Buddhist ministry can be research, maybe chaplains can publish research. I'm not the only one, but that's part of our edge, I think, that we need to lean toward quantitative demonstrations of our work. And maybe it's even okay and even positive to be Buddhist while doing so, kind of to your point, Charlie, about being in two camps or speaking among um, kind of the intellectual as well as the personal application of Buddhism. Uh, the last piece I'll mention is mindfulness equity. Um, so some work that I did, and this was the focus of my thesis um, that Cheryl had a lot of uh, oversight and support with me on, that I called it at the time, the Mindfulness Allies Project. But one of the generative questions for me there was, how can we not just try to make Buddhist centers more diverse, but how can we leave the Buddhist centers 
and teach meditation to those who need it, especially in less wealthy and less white uh, neighborhoods. And, and uh, as it were, or as it had to be, providing dinner and childcare so that people can actually show up in the evening. Um, and I'll just end by kind of giving a little bit of a cheeky bit of um, computation um, that that project in reference to it, a friend of mine's son emailed me saying that, oh, you, you were in our homework today for Buddhism and, and some program and I had no idea why and I asked how and he sent me a little paragraph and my name was in this one paragraph talking about this work in the, um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Anne Gleig, perhaps, American Dharma, Buddhist, Buddhism Beyond Modernity. And that, if we average 300 words per page and if we average 17 words per sentence and noting that her book has about 350 pages of total actual text, we might average out that maybe there's 6,000 sentences in that book. So um, I'd like to think maybe I have a 0.0002% impact on um, American Buddhist ministry, but I, I think I can maybe objectively claim that I have at least that much, one out of 6,000 sentences. Um, so these are some ways I felt empowered, and, and I guess my message to current or future students would be similar. Um, you can shape it. It's not just for you to study. It's for you to create. Um, so thank you to, again to the Hope Foundation and all here who helped make it so, and I'll end with that. I can just... Uh, just make two comments. Uh, take up, lift up some of the things that Harrison just was sharing. One is that perhaps it's not an accident that the Buddhist Ministry Initiative, at the time when Harrison began as a student, was pretty close to the time when Obama was first elected as president. And his uh, slogan, his campaign slogan, yes, we can, maybe was adopted by lots of the, by the Buddhist Ministry Initiative itself as our motto for the future. Oh, yes, we can. But whatever someone like Harrison might come along and say, well, can Buddhism and dance be a form of Buddhist ministry? And we say, yes, we can. And so that idea of living in the future, I would say, is part of the Buddhist ministry initiative. The other comment of Harrison's that I was happy to hear, I didn't know about, of the idea of we have to leave the Buddhist centers and take what we want to share outside of that. Maybe we remember the first, when I was a, the first time I was at Harvard Divinity School in 1975 for the convocation that year, in which the president of the university has the prerogative of saying that he wants to speak at the convocation of any you know, part of the university. And Derek Bach chose to speak at Harvard Divinity School that year with a very provocative question. What, what does it mean that for Harvard Divinity School to be a school that is a professional school of the training of ministers when very few of his graduates ended up in pulpits. And uh, as a new student, I, 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 say, well, I didn't take it personally, but it was an important question. And I was very happy to have the then Dean, Krista Stendhal, stand up immediately and, and give the answer. We're breaking the stained glass out of the, the church walls. Uh, we're taking it outside. And so that history of breaking the stained glass to take things outside, I would say Harrison's continuing when he said, we have to leave the, the Dharma centers and take what we want to share outside that and find ways of doing that. If, if that means providing childcare and otherwise, yes, we can. So um, I can add one more thing about what um, Harrison Blum learned 
and took and also gave to Harvard Divinity School, what I would um, say that it was, was something about um, the Buddhist uh, insistence that one should not essentialize any concept or any kind of identity and always be willing to question and always see things in a different way um, as much as you can. Harrison, a wonderful student uh, in my classes as well, made a film, Harrison, which I still have, of himself dressed up in full body costume as a chicken and uh, him going around the campus and going to various classes and trying not to you know, make any fuss about it and seeing what the reactions were of all of the students around him. Uh, so Harrison, I still think about that uh, film and show it from time to time in my classes. So thank you. Um, That's excellent. And you, you have a great role keeping a straight face and lecturing on Buddhism while, while the chicken is studying. So thank you for that's that. That's true, that's true. He came to class and I decided to like, if, if, if a chicken is here, that's fine. I can, I can teach a chicken. Um, anyway, it's wonderful as part of this uh, celebration that we're having to be having visits from our former students. Uh, just wonderful to see you all again. And wonderful to see you, Harrison.